0: Next week on the WB Wednesday. Max, I've become quite adept at cheating now. The only thing that keeps hurting me is you. It's never work. If I raise a son who could kill, then kill. Yeah! The one who had my name carved into a joke Smallville. Next week on the WB Wednesday. Man, this is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest Talon Mix. Thanks, Pete. Hello, everybody. Good to see you among the living. Welcome to the Talon Mix, the what I have declared the number one Smallville podcast for anyone who has not seen the television show Smallville. I'm Prove Brian. us wrong. Prove us wrong. <laughs> Prove us wrong. I'm Brian. Here is always my good buddy, Zach. Zach, what's up,
1: man? Um just here celebrating your 14th birthday.
0: It is. It's true. It's my 14th birthday. The state of Arizona wish me a 14th ha- birthday in the chat. So did Draz. We are, of course, here at twitch.tv slash Goblin Voice live on Sunday nights. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, you should join us. Um, that's yes. So the episode of Smallville we are talking about this week is, uh, Phoenix season three, episode two, which aired on October 8th, 2003, which was my 14th birthday. And I remember I was, I've been racking my brain of what could have happened on my 14th birthday. And as far as I know, nothing. The answer is just nothing. You don't remember what you were doing, where you were, anything like that? Come on, Brian. People want to know. I assume there was a family. You know, I didn't really know, like, my high school, like, the people who would become, like, my high school friends. I didn't know them yet. I don't know. I probably had a family party. I probably just, probably just a family party. You're kind of on the
1: cusp of. If you're born in October, were you ahead or young. behind? I was young. I you was, were y- younger than everyone else. Yes. So you turning 14. So you're in high school then.
0: I am in high school. I might be a sophomore. No, you're a f- you're a f- you're a freshman. I should no, be. Oh a fr- yeah, you might. It's I re- I remember being 12 at uh in I remember being 12 as a freshman and a girl going You're 12. Just like, no. I remember being like embarrassed. I wasn't 13 yet. So you were just
1: young at every school you've ever been to. You yes. were the youngest. Yes. Yeah. You're kind of like Doogie Hauser, but without the like amazing intelligence. It's like, no, it no, it was
0: <laughs> no, I'm Doogie Hauser, except my parents, like a, a couple of times asked, like, would he be doing better if we didn't put him in school earlier? <laughs> 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 It's. Um, <laughs> did we make a mistake? Yeah. Should is we that, not have sent him to medical school? Uh.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so if we're doing an audio version now, people should be told that I have a happy birthday balloon. Yes. In honor of your 14th birthday, and it is dying because it's actually from my 36th birthday about a month and a half ago, <laughs> and it's just the saddest, if you see it from the side, it's just got barely any life left in it, but
0: it's, I grabbed a, I tried to find like a party hat, uh, which of which I could not find in and admittedly, admittedly, I probably could have gotten on a train and went to find, went somewhere else, but I decided not to do that. Um, so I, I no. thought I could make my own party hat with a piece of paper and I've been doing that. I've been trying to make that happen for the last oh half hour before we went live and it's not going well, Zach.
1: <laughs> Brian, that's so funny. I was when uh, trade secret, we meet sli- just briefly before we go on, our, go on air here. Um, I was going to see if you had a party hat and then I was going to attempt to make one out of paper if you <laughs> did. But that was my plan. I went to Safeway. Uh, it's just a grocery store, and they didn't have it, and that was the end of my search.
0: Yeah, hey, that's, I. you know, it, it, we sometimes things hey. are just better in the idea phase. It's funnier to say we should do that than it is to actually do it. Look, if we both had party hats on right now, that would be great. Yes, but we don't. And but it's, hey, Safeway, why don't you sell party hats? Hey, Safeway, get on that. I blame Safeway. Do you know the do you know why Safeway is named Safeway? I and, you know I don't have Safeway. It's that's not a East Coast uh chain. Um But
1: you know why it's called Safeway. It I do, like, do you? I don't um, know.
0: So uh apparently they used to only they used to be cash only because that was a safer way to pay for things.
1: Great. And that
0: was their whole Great. thing. It, and they named their store stuck. after that.
1: This, there was a Safeway like a mile from my house, growing up, and someone got shot and killed there. So, oh, chill,
0: not that it safe.
1: seemed very safe, no.
0: <laughs> oh man, Zach, do you watch anything good this week?
1: <laughs> um, not this week, but since we spoke last. So okay, before we, yes, I watched. I've been watching Tokyo Vice. It's very good. Hell yeah. Um, it has your best friend Ansel. What's his name in it?
0: Ansel Eggle. It's yes, a legal your, favorite,
1: your favorite actor and overall person <laughs> um,
0: everyone's collective favorite person
1: <laughs> but the show is really good um and then i watched i watched a it's a thriller from the 90s called Copland.
0: you ever see it i know the title i've never seen it
1: it's got de niro uh harvey Keitel, and sylvester sylvester stallone oh baby what a cast ray liotta uh it's mediocre but the cast is really good um and then of course last week uh i watched the instant classic top gun maverick what a film what a film brian (laughs) yes zach i want to just turn the mic over to you for a minute just go on top gun maverick it's go
0: like just one of those. I had a big thing of popcorn. I had a big soda. Just one of those movies they don't fucking make anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I've heard complaints that it it, it strung a little too like nostalgia heavy on Top Gun stuff. But I don't give a shit about the original Top Gun. This movie no. fucking ruled. <laughs> I didn't find it to be.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. I've seen the original Top Gun once, and I thought it was fine. Um, I I liked the nostalgia for. 90s movies which is like the vibe just the, like the nostalgic vibe
0: I like, I loved how and it's the kind of movie we don't really make anymore uh where like there's a dopey romance subplot there's a dopey like interpersonal drama also we're all gonna get in planes in the third act hold on to your butthole like <laughs> and it was great but, but it's all
1: well done it's, it's not so well done none of it's going through the motions Mm-mm. and You know a lot of ip legacy sequels or whatever you want to call them they just survive strictly on nostalgia that's all right and they don't do the part where they have to tell you a story with story parts in it right and characters (laughs) and all that
0: even even star wars right even star wars the force awakens which i like more than you do is star wars karaoke it's like remember star wars yeah that was cool right Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um look and anytime you're watching a movie and on the opening credits it says music by harold faltemeyer hans zimmer and lady gaga (laughs) you're like oh let's go oh
0: when do you have a no sorry spoilers for top gun maverick when do you have a movie where fucking tom cruise and jennifer connelly get into a plane together as like lady gaga goes for best original song oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh it's, i was like oh this is movies baby
1: <laughs> oh man it was fan-fucking-tastic um
0: i have not seen, you saw it on imax worth it right yes I ha- yeah. I have not seen it on IMAX yet. My father in law is coming to the city this month, uh, so I'm definitely going to take him to go see it on IMAX. Do it.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, everyone everyone is is playing great. Everyone's doing great Everyone's in the doing, movie. Oh. The direction is great. The acting is great. Uh, Tom Cruise. It's the first time he's actually acted in a movie in a long time.
0: I know. He's not quite just doing Tom Cruise, <laughs> it's, right? Like. What-
1: You and I, as anyone who's listened to this podcast will know, are huge fans of the Mission Impossible movies, especially the last couple. Very much so. But I would not call what he's doing in the last one acting necessarily. And it doesn't require it. It's not the kind of movie. But in this one, he's actually doing like Tom Cruise can actually act. And we forget that because he's busy jumping out of planes and shit.
0: (laughs) It's. I was explaining. My wife and I watched uh, a War of the Worlds last night because it's on Netflix. A very okay movie. I would say a great first half of a movie, yes. and you get through on goodwill from the first half being great. <laughs>
1: um, it's like a, it's definitely a, a 9/11 vibes. Movie. It's. It was
0: 2005, and we were not okay, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, but so my wife is not as enamored with Thomas Cruise as I am, uh, and I was explaining that like, look, he's really good, but I get that like it is kind of like he just knows what to do with his face. It's not like there's anything going on beneath it, but he knows what to make his face do very, very well. Yeah, that's all you got to do. <laughs> uh, he,
1: I, he is really good, and you've seen Collateral, right? I have never seen Collateral. <laughs>
0: Zach just exuberantly Brian. put down his mug.
1: Brian, uh, mm-hmm. no joke. All jokes aside, Collateral might be his best performance. And it's one of my favorite movies.
0: I Who directed it? Is that Man?
1: Michael Mann, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. I, I really don't. Mann actually is kind of a blind spot for me. Um, Ooh, you've seen Heat, right? I have seen Heat. Uh, but okay. I saw it in high I school almost, a long time ago. I almost <laughs>
1: logged off of this chat. That would have been awkward.
0: But like, I've seen Heat. Kinda, and I saw Heat in Miami Vice. Like that's my man. Like experience, really.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Heat's great. Miami Vice is okay. Um, collateral is collateral up there with Heat for me.
0: I'll. Uh, so, I know. You know. It's. It's. I didn't mean to not see it. It's never on purpose. No, it's <laughs> you know, good, it just, Have you ever seen Manhunter? I have never seen Man. I know. I know all about it, but like, no, I've never seen it.
1: Right. You've read Red Dragon, haven't you? Yeah. We talked about that, yeah. You should see Manhunter, it's the better adaptation of Red <laughs> Dragon, way better,
0: thought, yeah. Oh, oh, then the Brett Ratner movie, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously, Anthony Hopkins is one of the greatest actors of all time, and obviously, his Hannibal actor in Silence of the Lambs is one of the great performances, right? But uh, Brian Cox in Manhunter. Is actually playing like a psychopath, like what Hell they're yeah. like in real life. Hell yeah. As opposed to like uh Anthony
0: Hopkins. Anthony thing.
1: Hopkins cra- yeah, which is great. That's not a no shade, because that's right, a great character. Right. But
0: um the state the State of Arizona says in chat, uh Heat, the episode of Smallville work like it's a it's a boner. That's that's what you were talking about, right? Heat. <laughs>
1: I mean that's also a masterpiece. It's a different,
0: <laughs> a masterpiece of a different color.
1: Um, State of Arizona, how dare you be two years old in two thousand five? That it
0: continues. How dare you? As like you know, we we talked about earlier. I was I was the younger one. It, like even in our class in Vancouver, I was a baby, um, mm-hmm. and um, so like I was used to that. And now it's weird. It it's been an adjustment of like oh people are younger than me, it, at an, an increasing frequency. <laughs> Yes, was like, what, you now, are, I'm still the you're special the baby. Oldest person on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the special baby. Um, I had a I had one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, RRR is a movie I saw this week. And uh, it is an Indian film. It is not Bollywood. It is Tollywood, quote unquote. Um, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation here. It is out of the Telugu province, um, which has a completely separate industry from Mumbai where Bollywood is. Um, and like their kind of whole thing is like, it's Bollywood, but like if Bollywood is at a 10, Tollywood crunches it to 11. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh RRR is uh basically the biggest movie in India right now maybe second of all time uh its whole thing is that there's two massive um uh massive movie stars they're in this movie together. So it's that kind of thing uh, with this huge director, S.S. Uh, Rajamali. Um, so it's it's RRR is literally, I can't I do not remember their names, but it's Rajamali, the director. the One of the actors is an R name. Stop. The other actor is an R name. So it's RRR. So it's Rise, Revenge, Revolt or something. But like that was retroactively oh, done. Okay.
1: To- <laughs> I was like, they just named the movie after themselves. That's involved. <laughs>
0: it was a working title and then every they was just they kept it and they just retroactively made it work um if you can it's on netflix the hindi version is on netflix which is not my also my understanding of indian cinema is because there are like so many languages in the country they made it in several languages simultaneously so like actors are speaking in their native dialect and they just adr the rest for whatever ta- uh, like territory they're in um uh, it's so the Hindi version is on Netflix, and it is a, a just an absolute Buckwild. Like if you love Buckwild fucking movies, uh, the action incredible, the melodrama so over the top. Um, it's like I, I, oh, the music is phenomenal. It's one of those movies that just left me shook in a theater. <laughs> so we saw a one night only sold out show, um, where just everyone was going ape shit. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend, highly, highly, highly recommend seeing in a theater if at all possible. Isn't it like three hours, Brian? It is. That's the, that's the other thing I think is interesting about like Indian movies is, um, Indian cinema came up independently from Western cinema. So they have their own rules, um, that aren't like ours. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, Movie going in in India, from what I've read, is a much more social experience. So like, yeah, the movie better be three hours. I want to hang out at the movies.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. I like that.
0: Yeah, because it just like it it came up entirely independently. So like we have our like, ah, it should be around 90 minutes and you or like two hours and you should kind of earn it from there. Um, Are people talking in the movies? Unclear. I do not know. I don't know a lot about it.
1: But Maybe that's why it's so over the top. Right. you, know, you got to get through the <laughs>
0: It is to the in this movie especially, it's to the rafters like playing to the cheap seats in the melodrama department. Um and it was great. It was honestly all, all the emotional beats hit. Like even with all the melodrama, it wasn't it wasn't a joke. When I say it's like buck wild, the movie's not a joke. It's very good. Um Highly recommend. I it's gonna be it's I highly expect it's still early, but I highly expect it to be one of my favorite movies of the year.
1: Brian, this might be more exciting than our podcast, but my cat is really interested in this balloon.
0: (laughs) If you're watching the live stream right now, this is what you're missing out if you're listening to the audio version, is Zach's cat going nuts on that balloon. You can just see the murder in its eyes.
1: It's it's thinking about what how it wants to kill the balloon right now. It's not actually actively killing it. It's oh, my God. And ju-
0: just as you're saying that, if you're listening to the audio version, the cat just bark- parkoured off the wall, tackled the balloon, bounced off of it, hit the ceiling fan, but swung around, and it's coming back for more. Zach, all of your lamps are broken. <laughs> and like a
1: ninja quiet, too.
0: Yeah, Just no... Yes it was amazing amazing and it'll never happen again <laughs> um okay. last last this past week thing have you watched uh are you a stranger things guy
1: i am i haven't watched it yet because i was finishing tokyo vice but got it, got it, got I'm, it. I'm gonna be in on it
0: I uh, I just finished season four, volume one. Every time Stranger Things comes out, I'm always like, oh god! I always treat it like it's going to be a chore, and then I get like an episode, and I'm like, oh right! I really like the show. (laughs) Right, it's just fun. It's It's yeah, and that's how I would describe this latest season. It's just fun. It's a good fun show.
1: Awesome. Cool. I'm gonna have you. Are you caught up on Obi Wan?
0: I watched the first two episodes of Obi Wan. I didn't hate the first one. The second one, I've completely erased from my brain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um you got to watch the third one so we can talk about it. It's not I'm not necessarily saying it's good, but sure. okay. you're going to want to watch it. okay You're going to want to watch it. Okay. I'll check it. out uh, I didn't I want to talk about it. I don't want to spoil if that's possible. But
0: I'll watch it. I'll watch it to tomorrow. Go.
1: So next so we can talk about it next week.
0: Okay. I haven't, I was expecting to hate Obi-Wan, and I don't hate it. It's I can't say I'm liking it, but I definitely don't hate it. And I've also no, forgotten the, the second. I do not remember the second episode. I fully watched it. I wasn't even playing a video game while I watched. I fully do not remember it.
1: Obi-Wan is like, it's a base hit. <laughs> sure. It's a base hit. It should have been. It should have been a home run or at least mm-hmm. a double. It's a base hit, but it's not. It. They didn't pop up. It's not a strikeout. Right. Right. It's like, all right.
0: I got you. Um, should we get into Smallville? Slash my fourteenth birthday. What is birthday. Smallville? The, uh, the television show where uh, young Clark Kent becomes Superman. I, eventually, at some point.
1: Yeah, in ten years, yeah, gets boners. <laughs> Let's talk about Smallville, Brian. Wonderful. That's what the people want.
0: That's what the people, that's what the listener wants. Uh, Phoenix, we are, of course, reading uh, from directly just from the Smallville Wiki. Uh, pull it up for yourself. Follow along. Um, so uh, Phoenix is the second episode in the third season of Smallville and the 46th episode overall. It aired on October 8th. 2003 my 14th birthday where i definitely was not watching smallville and what I, were you watching brian no fucking idea what wednesdays um I, I have no idea what could have been on in 2003 um was well, titus on okay that's titus? titus the fox that comes <laughs> i was big into titus i am the one living titus fan no, I had a buddy in
1: high school who's super into Titus. I forgot about Titus. It's It deserves to be
0: forgotten about, let's be real.
1: <laughs> what was the other one? Like, Malcolm in the Middle? Was
0: that the... Malcolm that in the Middle was, that was that successful, Sunday?
1: though. That was Sunday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but even though... No, I feel like I was in middle school when Titus was on. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'm 24 probably still. High school, 24, definitely. Um, he's 24 on Wednesdays, no. though. It might I have feel been like smallville moved. What was smallville definitely moved from Tuesday lineup? October, googling is fantastic. Podcasting, I love it. I say that unironically. Is, I, mean, I love it.
1: The key to making it exciting is to say it aloud <laughs> as you type it in. There you
0: go. That's all you got to do. Boom, podcasting, yeah. baby.
1: No, this isn't right. I typed in 2005. What year is this supposed to be? 2003. 2000, 2003. Gosh, get your shit together. Because we were talking about War of the Worlds.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh- <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Okay, okay. Uh, ABC had My Wife and Kids.
0: Never. Which I've is the, I
1: believe that. that's the Damon Wayans show. I think you're right. A show called It's All Relative. I don't remember that. Nope, nothing. A show called "Oh my God!" It's been on this long, the fucking Bachelor.
0: Oh baby, <laughs> oh baby! I have no idea who the Bachelor could have been at that point. Were um, you watching it at that point? My, it's. I've always been vague. I, I did not get into 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 the Bachelor until my wife, uh, but my mom always watched it, so it was always on. You know.
1: Oh man! <laughs> like I was and always it, it t- was always
0: vaguely aware of it in my periphery.
1: And then at 10 PM it was the short lived out of sight spin off uh Karen Cisco.
0: Nope. Not nothing. So nothing. CBS.
1: CBS had a um, sixty minutes two. Nope. Uh which <laughs> covered the watch. American the American hostages uh, discuss ongoing captivity in Colombia. Okay. Followed by Was the Whitney King of one Queen. of them.
0: Was Whitney one of them? <laughs>
1: Uh, followed by the King of Queens, uh, Kevin James, wow. and then Becker. You remember Becker?
0: Remember Becker?
1: <laughs> um. Ooh. Okay. Maybe we were watching Game One of the World's of the uh, playoffs between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees.
0: Definitely not.
1: No. Okay. NBC had the show Ed.
0: Do you remember Ed? I re- oh. So there was the show Ed, and there was a, a movie called Ed TV, and I kind of in my brain as a kid put those together. <laughs> I never watched it. I know nothing Ed. about I remember,
1: either. I remember it being a show, and I remember the guy's face. Um, Ed was followed by The West Wing.
0: I was. I would watch that later as an adult.
1: Which was followed by Law and Order.
0: Man, nothing good and on And
1: then on UPN... Yes. We had Star Trek Enterprise and a show called Jake 2.0.
0: I remember that title. That is not the first time I have heard that title. I can't tell you anything else about it, but that title is in my brain.
1: We had, finally rounding us out, the WB Smallville at 8 p.m., followed by Angel, the Buffy
0: spinoff. I do love Angel. Um, Were you watching Angel as it aired? No, I no, I saw that later on DVD. I saw I saw Buffy after Smallville. Uh, my Buffy, really? yep, yep. I watched it later on DVD. Um, I watched Firefly in Vancouver, um, and then I liked Firefly so much that I went back to Buffy, and uh, it was funny watching Buffy and going, oh, this is where Smallville got like half of it.
1: <laughs> yeah right
0: more than half of it
1: that's like if you watch an aaron sorkin show and then you watch any aaron sorkin show that was made before it yes you're like oh i've heard
0: that line that's also joss whedon shows yeah and it's fine it's like whatever it still works i mean it's it's um especially like at the time in that that Joss Whedon chunk of, like, Buffy, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse. Like, those, like, my brain's, like, pattern recognition recognized dopamine of, like, oh, that's the same, like, Giles role. That's the same Buffy role. Right, that's... yeah. <laughs> um Man, I liked those shows a lot. I'm not, I, you know, and I always, like, try to... Uh, Buffy, I have, for a very long time, considered my favorite show of all time. And I keep trying to rewatch it. And I just, it was a time in my life where I was primed for it. And I can't get back, I can't get my brain back into that frequency.
1: Well, maybe in 10 years, when we're done with Smallville and we're done with the Smallville sequel (laughs) animated series, which I assume will go for five years, um, then we can do a Buffy podcast where you rewatch it. And I watch it for the first time.
0: Maybe, yeah. Okay, okay. I could be game for that.
1: I've never seen Buffy, so
0: so I figure, I figure we're obviously going to be doing this podcast until we die. Just watching. Yes, we.
1: You and I will be meeting to talk about a TV show until one of us dies. I don't know if other people will be listening. But right. you and I will be meeting to talk.
0: Yes. yes, and it'll be Smallville. But if we're doing it for the literal rest of our lives, what's a couple years doing Buffy, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so
1: we take a break and then do Smallville again?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Okay, perfect, yeah. It almost sounds like a like a short story about
0: hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as far, I mean, the end of the show... The end of this podcast is not the end of Smallville or the animated series. It's literally, we do the finale. We just come right back the next week. We do (laughs) (laughs) season one, episode one.
1: It's going to be so hard to explain that if I have a wife at that point or a partner (laughs) of any kind.
0: And then... Oh, you're finally done. You did it. Zachary. And I'm like... (laughs) Zachary. And one day, we will choose an heir. (laughs) And then they will meet Sunday nights.
1: Like, what if we both have kids someday and we force them to do this with each other? They're like, I don't even know this person.
0: <laughs> oh, like, like there's seven years left on this planet anyway. Look, Bri- yeah, Brian, I do think once we
1: finish, we do have to at least do a season one again, but yes. for the people
0: I do no oh I'm not kidding we just start over because <laughs> we we
1: practiced season one we we got that one down um'm we do have to watch zero again obviously so
0: maybe we just <laughs> here's the thing if we never if we here's what would be funny we so we we start over we do it and we do this in perpetuity forever and we never do zero again. No one would know. And half the time, like, legends would build of, like, why? Why? Why don't they do zero? They keep missing zero. I was like, I've I've never heard of that episode. I don't know. Oh, weird. You think
1: we would get a mention on the Smallville Wiki for Zero? Like, the famed (laughs) podcast, Talon Mix, has never covered the episode Zero.
0: Our very famous. Our very very (laughs) famous.
1: There's a rumored Zero episode that has never been posted.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. That's the dream. There we go. I think I think all of this is canon now. For our show. <laughs> canon. The talent makes canon. The talent makes canon. Um if anyone's just joining us, it is my 14th birthday. Uh because this episode aired on my 14th birthday. Um yes. And, yes. Uh, okay, are we uh, are we ready to get into it?
1: Yeah, let's actually get going because people are people are just chomping at the bit
0: (laughs) All right, so last week's episode ended on a cliffhanger Jonathan and a red kryptonite infected cow the wiki is currently referring to red kryptonite but like Clark's also going by cow in Metropolis right
1: I thought you said red kryptonite infected cow and I'm like I missed this part of it (laughs) that would have been sweet
0: (laughs) cow Um,
1: can you imagine the terrible CGI cow they would have had
0: I, you know, you know, are any of the cows we see. They live on a farm. Presumably they have cows. (laughs) I'm sure we've seen cows.
1: Uh, I think there's an establishing shot where there's some cows.
0: (laughs) We never see cows in like a barn or anything. But Jonathan, in a red kryptonite infected cow fall into an area of Luther Court below street level and begin a brutal and destructive superpowered fight. Jonathan sees Clark's scar for the first time. That's the S that's burned into his chest now. Uh yes, Zach. Um well first of all, should we do a recap? I think we should. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Clark Ran away from his problems to the city of Metropolis, and he's currently uh, under the influence of Red Kryptonite, which turns him into not evil, but like an 80s douchebag.
0: It's, yeah, it's, like, you know, famously Red Kryptonite turns Superman into an 80s douchebag.
1: Yeah, like when I say 80s douchebag, I mean like Johnny from uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> like it turns William him into Zappel. a member of the Cobra. He's on the, yeah, he's on the Cobra guy. Is there a universe? Um, is
0: there a universe where Red K Clark just gets his own spinoff someday on YouTube? Red.
1: Oh my of god! Red K Clark. Brian,
0: can, I was thinking about this. If you
1: just took the movie Karate Kid, but inserted Tom Welling in that role, and he would kill it. He'd kill it. He'd be great. He would kill it because he's that good at playing Red K douchebag Clark.
0: You know what? Um, he could do it now. I'd let him do it anyway.
1: He's in Metropolis. Uh, at the end of the episode, basically, his dad, Johnny K, <laughs> made a deal with Jorel, who is Clark's biological father, uh, to get powers so that he could bring Clark home. So he showed up in Metropolis at the top. They're in what? Luther Corp. They're in Lionel Luther's office. They start fighting. They fall out of a window. Uh, and that's where we pick up. Now, you just mentioned the wiki said that <laughs> Jonathan sees the Clark's. What is scar for the first time, or yes. the the symbol, the Superman symbol? Yes. What the wiki didn't mention is the reason he sees that symbol is because Clark tears off his shirt <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk.
0: <laughs> and what Jonathan should say is, you've torn off your shirt like the Incredible Hulk, and that's an eight, an eight. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the most blatant,
1: like we gotta we're playing to the teenage girls in the audience
0: <laughs> <sighs> it is the whole Superman thing it's that right it's...
1: except for Superman has a shirt underneath <laughs> I, I guess is that supposed to be an Nietzsche moment
0: is that an ichi moment I think the the telephone it's so in the in the last episode the the telephone booth what definitely right. was I don't know if I'd give it to this one as well this one Clark just like If they keep saying the same Nietzsche line over and over, I don't think it counts. (laughs) Okay, just counts for one, right? Uh,
1: Um, And then during this scuffle, um, Jonathan K says, "Son, you're not yourself." There you go, which is something we keep track of in our tallies. That is when the character says that someone else is not themselves. I think there's a couple
0: of that in this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there are. (laughs) It was a dry season. We didn't get that in all of season one, and I had said at the beginning of the show we're going to get a lot of that. And I was sweating. I was like, maybe we don't.
0: <laughs> Did
1: I just build this up? But we've, we're making up for it. Season three. Season
0: three. Season three knew we were behind and is now just revving up the engines. I'm like, oh, we we forgot to turn this nozzle, <laughs> and it got all backed up, so it's all spewing out, and it's a little
1: brown. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Fucking Han Solo just smacked the like roof of the Millennium Falcon, and it just like, <laughs> like um. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So season one we had one mention of that. Season two we had two. Season
0: three we have three so oh, far. Baby. Perfect. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Where was I? I'm sorry. Uh. Clark runs at Jonathan and pins him to a wall. Jonathan finally gets through to Clark By daring him to kill him If that's how he was raised Power move from Johnny K Um,
1: Absolutely
0: Instead of punching him, Clark hits the wall And the red ring shatters Clark's scar burns away And he is restored to his normal normal self Jonathan passes out And Clark runs to help him up
1: The moment where the scar disappears is definitely got to be on the short list for uh, Walker Lever moments for yes. next year's awards.
0: Yes, 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 yes. If you're if you're just joining us, we of course do an award ceremony at the end of every season, um, and Walker level Walker Lever is one of the best categories, I think.
1: Yeah, it was yeah mm-hmm.
0: a hot uh, contentious category this year, or in season two. Um, <laughs> any any other thoughts about the cold open? Uh, no. I mean, uh,
1: anytime you can get a character tearing off a shirt, like not taking it off like normal, like ripping it off.
0: (laughs) Not the most ideal way to get a shirt off.
1: No, but if you're Superman, it's like, whatever.
0: (laughs) I I guess that's fair. Yeah. It's kind of a whole. Yeah. Um cool. So, Martha is waiting for them to arrive when Clark and Jonathan stumble through the door. Martha runs into Clark's arms as he starts apologizing for everything. Jonathan collapses onto the sofa and Clark worries that whatever Jor-El did to him was too much for his body to handle. Um it it, it might just be someday. <laughs> Spoiler alert!
1: Brian, uh, I feel like you remember more about the show than you're letting on, if you remember that.
0: I remember, I mean, I remember a certain cast member leaving the show and being done (laughs) after roughly five seasons. (laughs) It's also, um, so here's, Jonathan Kent dying is like a crucial part of Superman lore. I think, it,
1: I believe it. So I have a buddy who is—he was very into Superman, and he said that in the comics, it's not—it wasn't until the this, movie. I think the it was Richard a Donner
0: movie. Interesting, because like, it's sometimes a little like they do it, sometimes they don't do it.
1: Right. Um, I think in Lois and Clark: The Adventures of Superman, he's still alive. Lois, yes, remember. the
0: animated series—he's still the the Proust Tim yeah. animated series—he's still alive. So, um, it's
1: not like Batman or Spider-Man where it has to happen for the mythology. It's kind of
0: right a choice it's yeah, i I could go either way on it, I guess in generally in Superman adaptations. I feel like it's been done well both ways.
1: I would love to see a movie where Superman just goes home to for like Thanksgiving and his parents are there and it's just
0: Half of me, I, I have not seen all of uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, but ha- that show is so schmaltzy, I would half expect that happens.
1: Oh, I'm sure it does.
0: Also, I've seen the pilot. It's pretty good.
1: <laughs> I, I used to watch it with my mom when I was a kid, but I don't remember much.
0: I can't speak for the rest of the show. The pilot's pretty good. Um, okay. Lionel is in his office contemplating his stolen package when he is approached by a cloaked figure, which turns out to be Lex, who was on a desert island uh, the last episode, and it was weird. Uh, and he
1: kind of lost his mind a little. He like it was very castaway, but very instead of a <laughs> he just imagined a homicidal maniac. It's very post castaway,
0: very post Fight Club. <laughs> Uh, Lex pulls a gun on him and demands to know why Lionel tried to have him killed. He wants to know where Helen is and is surprised to find that she is alive and well in his mansion. Helen, of course, is his fiance, or his now wife, um who maybe possibly left him in an airplane to crash and die. Uh, Lionel tells Lex Helen's version of their plane crash. The pilot bailed and left them with only one parachute. Lex sacrificed himself by giving it to Helen. We of course, you know you know you're doing really good storytelling when uh, it's uh, you show a flashback of the thing that didn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Lex has been on an island. He's kind of losing his mind a little bit. I think Helen, she denies it. She knows when he when when Lex tells her the story that she told. She's like, "Oh, I made it up because blah blah blah." Right. I would just gaslight him. I would just yeah. gaslight him and be like, <laughs> "You don't remember?" Right, right. Like the dude already was on an island and imagined a whole person.
0: I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be real. Most people on this show could lie better. Yeah, <laughs> you could get out of a lot of, you could save a lot of trouble in a lot of situations of the show by just lying,
1: right? Like, like every time Kark has Red K, and then he has to go back to Lana afterwards and like explain why he was so different. I feel like like a personality disorder.
0: I or like some my medications mix. It's <laughs> right.
1: Yes, exactly. There's something other than like. Well, I just can't tell you. I just I, can't uh, tell you. I wasn't myself.
0: Yeah, yes, it's not good. It's probably not doesn't say good things about me that I'm sitting there like immediately with lies you can tell to get out of this situation. <laughs>
1: but... No, but it's like every human <laughs> being. In the... uh,
0: real fast. I want to I want to tackle the chat here. Doc Holliday asked missed opportunity. Did you guys check out Krypton? That was a sci fi channel series. Um, It was a really good show. They have Lobo, uh, and I did not check out Krypton. I do hear it's pretty good. Uh, Where
1: can you find it? Is that on HBO Max, probably? Probably.
0: Um, And uh, uh, Doc Holliday also asks, did Smallville ever have Bizarro? Uh,
1: Fuck yeah, it does. Fuck yeah, it does. Played by um, your buddy, Angel, right? Is it not just Tom Welling? bizarro oh I, bizarro i was thinking of brainiac
0: brainiac was james marsters uh yeah
1: well that's not angel but he's a buffy guy right he
0: is a buffy guy uh and he Who's was he on and buffy? Angel. uh he's he was spike uh, spike that's right um but he yes he's on both buffy and <laughs> yes angel.
1: they did do bizarro that's season season seven there's some right see you actually get <laughs> spoiler alert Tom Welling as Bizarro. Well, first of all, Tom Welling is Clark Kent saying, "Who are you?" And Bizarro saying, <laughs> "I'm I'm you, just a little bit more bizarre." Bizarre.
0: <laughs> we're in the. We're still in 2003, or uh, I guess whenever that would be later in the 2000s. We're in like kind of a post X Men world where like the comic book thing, but not too comic book thing, right?
1: <laughs> Right. It's the X-Men. We're making a movie, but they're not going to wear the bright yellow spandex. Right. They're going to wear leather. Right. Right. Um,
0: yes. It's man, it's crazy. It's crazy the trends these things go through, you know. <laughs> um okay. Uh so Uh, Lex sacrificed himself by giving uh, the parachute to Helen in in this flashback, Uh, but Lionel says he doesn't believe her. Lex refuses to believe that Helen is responsible, and Lionel points out that he had nothing to gain. But Helen is now one of the richest women in the world. He says Lex should ask her about the vial of blood that he returned to her.
1: First of all, I just want to say, like, I don't know... In my experience probate doesn't work that fast.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Like Lex they just called off the search. It's going to be years before they figure that shit out. Was mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I mean less and is there is there a way to streamline all nope. that?
0: Well, depends. <laughs> depends. Uh is this lady's contract up? We only got her for a couple we're going to wrap some shit right, exactly, up Time yeah. to go. <laughs> um they are the I, we're really like this storyline is Zach. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but speaking for myself, this storyline is, um, what's the bad? It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's,
1: it's clearly a situation that used to happen in shows a lot more than it happens now. When you know, now they plan out seasons at a time, but back then it was like one, not even one season at a time, it was like episodes at a time. And, uh, it's one of those things that used to happen where they would build do a plot line and they would end a season and then when they came back after their break, they would talk and be like, uh, uh, we don't want to do this anymore.
0: It's a soap. It's a, it's a it's a soap opera, you know? I, I don't mean right. that derogatively. I, I mean it's no, just like that's how we're doing it. We're following storylines and then we're axing them.
1: Right. And they came back and they're like, Okay, we gotta write Helen Bryce out of the show. Right. And
0: uh, and and they, they always intended to like bringing Helen Bryce on it's like we're and we'll find an end for this that's next year's problem <laughs> right. yes. some of us won't be here
1: <laughs> I do feel though if they knew this was going to be the particular end they would have written the character <laughs> slightly differently
0: it's but what i um um what I wanted to say, actually complimentary, I think it's as, I think it's a compliment to how good Michael Rosenbaum is in this show, especially now in season three of like selling it. It It's almost, almost, not quite, not a full 100, but like almost takes you a second to go, oh, this is really bad, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he sells it. I think, at least right. I think, I think he sells it really well
1: rosenbaum's got his sights on that mvp award for season three
0: <laughs> it's he he narrowly lost out this year or yeah. in season two and he's not gonna let it happen this year
1: i don't think so i think he, this might be his year but we'll see maybe
0: we'll see um okay so at the kawachi caves clark asked jonathan why jor helped him and guesses that they made some kind of a deal Jonathan doesn't offer any details, saying the important thing is that Clark has his life back. Clark says he's not sure he wants it back because, as Cal, he could do whatever he wanted. Jonathan says that Clark's problem might not be gone, but at least now they can deal with them as a family. Clark shows Jonathan the package that Morgan Edge hired him to steal from Lionel Luther. Uh, Morgan Edge is, of course, Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Yes, um, slumming it
1: on small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Rutger Hauer. I. That I, said, I, Rutger Hauer and and John Glover, fun having fun having. Oh, fun?
1: Brian, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> I, I like in that scene. I think that's the first time in this show. I, I'll wait until we get to the scene. Sorry, I'll wait till we get to the scene. <laughs> yes, I have a lot to say about that pairing. Great. Uh, when it happens.
0: Um, but they're they're talking about the package that the wiki is dancing around is Clark's blood. That was kind of a MacGuffin, a conspiracy MacGuffin yeah. through season two. And yes. we're just, it's, we're in, we're in throw season two storylines away mode. It's, it's funny, you know, like, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but um it's funny how as an adult, as a, as a real proper adult and like with a real understanding of how television works, especially television of the era. It's very funny how what we saw at the time is serialized storytelling is storyline, storyline, storyline and get us back to status quo. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Throw it away, throw it away, get us back to status quo. And this is a very get us back to status quo episode. Mm-hmm. It's even for all the it's kind of how the Marvel movies work now, right? Like for all of its cinematic universe and for all of its progressing forward, we kind of get things back to a status quo at the end of every movie. It's interesting. Yeah. So
1: when they pull out they open the package and it's like a little like vial of blood. Clark is like, "Is that my blood?" <laughs> I was like, no, it's Billy Bob Thornton's blood.
0: <laughs> Clark, are you watching the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, sorry, there was more here. I just, it's Uh-oh. cut off weird on the Wait. wiki. Back at the barn, they open it and realize that it is Clark's vial of blood. They speculate on why Lionel would want his blood as Jonathan destroys the sample. Status quo. <laughs> Done with this storyline. <laughs>
1: By just, yes, by destroy, we mean hurl against the
0: barn. There could have, there must have been a better way, Johnny K. (laughs) There simply must have been a better way. On my 14th birthday, Johnny K, do it better.
1: (laughs) How dare you?
0: Um, Okay. Um, So to what we were just talking about, Edge and Lionel are discussing their old friendship in his office. I'm going to get through this paragraph, but uh, uh, Lionel asks him about uh, the missing vial and it is revealed that Edge paid Helen for its location. Lionel knows Edge stole it and threatens to put him away for life unless he brings it back in 24 hours. Lionel says that he has evidence of Edge's involvement in a murder. This scene. I loved this scene. I loved this scene. So
1: this is where not showing clips hurts us because (laughs) not visual. I would argue that this scene is the first time in this show where we've had intentional sexual tension between same-sex characters.
0: Oh, man. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely.
1: I'm not saying – I don't know if it was written that way or directed that way, but definitely John Glover and Rutger Hauer were like, yes, that's what's happening in this scene. Yes, yes. <laughs> because because they imply that they used to be really good friends. They have a drink. He's The scene starts with John Glover making a weird – mixed drink and and rucker how like what's that and john glover's like don't you remember it's our it's a suicide it's our old special
0: yes yes it's oh it, it and
1: then they sit side by side on the couch and they're talking <laughs> there's and their faces are
0: so close together
1: yeah they're talking like a quarter of a centimeter away from each other's faces and they are playing it you're entirely, it's like, it's
0: the first time in this show, you're exact you're the way you articulated is exactly correct of it's the first time like, haha, it's like they're gay. It's like and John Glover and Rutger Howard are like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah,
1: that's what we're doing. yeah, <laughs> that's how we're they are fully playing it like they used to have uh, I don't know if it was a regular thing or what, but or they, yeah. It's oh, but and it's I, maybe they never actually did anything, but there's always been that tension between them. Um,
0: and it's great; it's genuinely very good.
1: It is no, well, they're both two great actors, so it's like I, they just saw the material. They're like, okay, how do we make this more fun?
0: Right, right, because they are two genuine pros, and like yeah. just playing on a teen drama. And like, how do we make yes. this exciting for us? How do we? Yes, how do we exactly. get this up to yeah. our level? Well, with John like, 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 I'm about to do a scene with. I'm about
1: to do a scene with a great actor, so right. I'm going to kick it up a notch and right. see what he does. Um, I'm going to go out there. One of the best scenes, I think, in the show so far. I mean, d- definitely one of the most interesting.
0: It's great. It's great.
1: Yeah. It's always good to you see mean, veteran, it,
0: it, great veteran actors just acting
1: yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Give um, me more of this. It is a scene from a different show. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, And I I like the, um, I actually really like the um, scene also in the context of the show, not just the performances of like, I like this for Lionel of like, yeah, you tried to fuck me. I respect that. Fix it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no,
0: no! I'll give you shit. No, no, I get, I get it. Hey, I would do, I would do the same. A gigantic spider has dropped in front of my computer, right in front of my fucking face.
1: Are and you uh, afraid of spiders, Brian?
0: I just killed it. Um, people might not like that. Oh so no, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. I'm not like. I don't. Want a spider to drop down in front of me while I'm doing, but like, I'm right? Not no, like- me
1: neither. I, I was not a criticism. It's no, not- no,
0: I get it. I get it. But, in far, are you afraid of spiders? I'm not like a panicky, like, oh no, spider. But, like, I would prefer the spider would go away. Exactly. Like, oh, what the fuck? Um, Doc
1: Holiday in chat just asked, did they ever have Batman on the show? Don't get me started, Doc Holiday.
0: Yes, but no. <laughs> <sighs> uh. What? Well-
1: They tried to get him on for years. For years, the writers tried to get him on, but they could not uh, 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 get the approval from DC or whatever.
0: It's because the movie. It's at the time there. Now we're all hot on this like multiverse shit, and like it'd be okay. I, I think, I believe there is like a Batwoman show on the CW now. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's all fine now. But at the time there was a, well, we can't have movies like the movie properties in with the TV prop properties. That would be confusing.
1: Right. They're like, people won't understand because people are fucking stupid. <laughs> is their thought. <laughs> we would have got it just right. fine. Right. I remember when Superman Returns came out, it was like 2006, which would put it at like the fifth or sixth season of this show. And the the people making Superman returns made the Daily Planet or no, made the um like the sets and things of the Kent property resemble the Smallville sets so that people wouldn't be confused or shocked or whatever.
0: Stop. It's it's stop. It's like well, I mean, to be fair, to be to be fair. Any time I picked up a Superman comic book or saw a cartoon, I did sit there and go, "This movie, this movie, <laughs> this this movie." <laughs> Any time I saw the cartoon, I'd point it out and go, "Movie, movie, Christopher Show? Reeve, movie." <laughs> movie? <laughs> so I get it. I, I get the problem.
1: <laughs> um. So anyway, instead of Batman, we got the Green Arrow, um, and they did a really good job with the character that Justin Hartley plays Green Arrow pre This Is Us. He's fantastic, but it's basically like a Batman placeholder.
0: Right, right. It's everything they would have done with Batman. <laughs> yes. Um. So and like I remember, I remember being in school and like wanting it so bad. I wanted Batman on this fucking show so fucking bad. That I, was the you fantasy. and I talked
1: about it. You and I talked about it like. God, just give us Batman.
0: Oh, it would have been great.
1: It would have you know what? Maybe Smallville sequel animated series, they can do it now.
0: Um it's okay, okay. So um every everybody in your chat appears to have discovered that John Glover is gay in real life. What about John Glover did not give you that vibe? <laughs> right, yeah, wait. Oh, I thought we made that real clear. I thought John Pat Glover episode. made that real clear. Yeah. By being the best actor on this show, period.
1: Right, yeah. Being like, when he's won several Tony Awards. Is that, <laughs> that's, a uh, It's, oh, hint, man.
0: Hint. Uh, oh, he's so good. He's, he's so fantastic. fucking good.
1: He's great. Um, I yeah, have... he, he claimed to have f- slept with Freddie Mercury in the 70s.
0: I did not know that. Yeah, um, I hi- I highly recommend uh, John Glover's episode of Michael Rosenbaum's podcast.
1: I think that's where he says it. One of those episodes.
0: Um, it's it's uh, oh okay okay. I don't I, at least not the one. I, I think he's been on it a couple times. Anyway, anytime he's on it, it's great. Uh, highly highly recommend. He is a great time. Uh, and now he's in his seventies, and he wants to do the animated series. And I hope I hope. They'll, of course, Ooh, how are they going to bring him back? Ghost However, just
1: like force ghost, like with less force
0: ghost, force ghost, force ghost,
1: <laughs> whatever you have to do to get him back.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so. Clark goes to the talent and tentatively approaches Lana. He apologizes for the way he acted in Metropolis. Lana says she doesn't know how to respond to him because he says he keeps secrets to protect her. But he's the only thing that keeps hurting her. Clark admits that he's not even sure if he will stay. Lana goes in a back room and starts to cry while Clark looks helpless. Um, Um, Good scene. Acting
1: much, much better in this episode. Yes. Acting.
0: Everyone's back they, in a the groove a little bit. shaking
1: off the cobwebs. It's um, and even, like we're in
0: the, we're in that good good like teen drama stuff.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which is yeah.
0: what I like from this show. Uh, <laughs> the Do you think we can get John Glover on the talent mix for Pride Month? And like that's the dream. That would be the dream. Oh man! Every I, I mean, obviously, everybody tweeted John Glover right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does Don Glover have the Twitter? I uh, surely, surely. Um. So, um. Any any thoughts on this? Scene? It's good. It's very good.
1: No, I I my only note was that they both did a good job, and the acting is much better. Yes, and than, than last episode. Uh,
0: later, Lex approaches Helen in the Luther Mansion, and she tells him another version of the story that they had been drugged by the pilot and she couldn't wake Lex. She took the only parachute and left him. He asks her about the vial and she explains Lionel promised if she gave it to him, he'd leave them alone. She tells Lex she will comply if he wants to get the marriage annulled, but she does love him. Snoozer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we need a sound effect for that Oh didn't you used to have the Homer snoring the- I
0: did used to I do not currently have it loaded up But that's what I would use right now I'll need to get one on my audio board Um, um So Edge goes to the Kent farm and asks Clark where the package is. When Clark admits that he doesn't have it, Edge threatens to call the police. Clark pretends to get angry, rips off the door, and tells Edge to never come back to Smallville again. This is a good scene. I
1: actually... Yes. There's an amazing moment when, I think it's after Clark rips off the door, uh, Edge's bodyguard pulls a gun and points it at Clark, and Morgan Edge reaches up and just... Pushes the gun down and like, like don't even.
0: It's an obvious. Don't it's an, bother. It's an obvious choice. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's the correct choice, but I actually still just liked how Tom Welling did not flinch at all with the gun. Right. Yeah. For you sure. Know? Like, didn't. But it's just. No and then flinch.
1: Up, and like, Morgan Edge or Rucker Howe is so great because he just like calmly is like, um, <laughs> put, put the gun down. Let's not. Right. This, this guy's going to kill you. <laughs> right. If you try to shoot him.
0: Um, I think it's a very good scene. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, I think Tom Welling's very good in it. I think we see a little bit of like... A, <sighs> Clark reckoning with what Superman could do mm-hmm. is always, mm-hmm. I think, fun on this show. Because um, like, super, uh, uh, really, at the end of the day, we've talked about it before, Superman's superpower is that he doesn't.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, um i like the way the scene ends so clark rips the door off this car right. and tosses it they get back in the car and just drive off without the door just,
0: like, off. is that road legal in general is that <laughs> Ooh, good question i don't actually Probably know can, can you drive without a door is that allowed wait, a motorcycle's wait. allowed
1: so now we have to ask <laughs>
0: it is not but go ahead and ask it
1: if you're not supposed to drive without the door, does that count as a car wreck? <laughs> but he could drive. He did drive it
0: away. Mm, yeah. Ooh. Okay, so obviously we should find out if it's legal to drive without a door, right? Yeah, first that's the first step. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> cross that bridge. <laughs> Is it legal to drive without car doors? Uh, So long as your car has the required number of side view mirrors required by law and necessary to avoid an accident, you can legally drive without car doors.
1: Does he toss the mirror too? That's the question. I do not have a screen cap. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. What is the requisite number of mirrors? Look, I'm going to lean no since we just don't have enough information.
0: Yeah, and it's like you have the rear view. I think you're all right. It's, yeah. And we yeah. have to, like, at this point, if, like, the door, it's, So you have to catch a cop on a bad day. You know, you can get this thing home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we had evidence that Ruckerhauer got a ticket on the way home, <laughs> that would be different.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: We <laughs> just have to add, add another one to the list of questions for Tom Welling. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, did uh, Rutger Hauer get a <laughs> Tom? Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Hey, were those your abs? First B, question. Were those your abs? Second. Did Rutger Howard get a ticket on the way home? You think? Uh, you would just yeah. no, re- no reason. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, He's bye. He like,
1: Do- would be like, Rucker Howard was on this fucking show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Will you get Rutger Howard back there? for the animated series, please?
1: <laughs> he's passed he's oh passed.
0: no I didn't know that rest in peace Rucker Howard Rucker Howard ruled um, okay Clark goes to the Smallville Torch office to apologize to Chloe Uh, he thanks her for not telling anyone where he was all summer and he admits that he hasn't decided whether to stay in Smallville Chloe argues he needs to stop running away and face his demons good Chloe scene good Clark scene good stuff yeah good stuff just yeah. just down the yep. middle good stuff um he doesn't back. he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't go to Pete What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um spoiler alert for the people at home this is Pete's last mm-hmm. season on the show I don't so even think he makes it through the whole season <laughs> savor the flavor <laughs> soak up all the Pete you can get because we're not going to see him until he comes back in season seven with special stretchy powers that he gets from stride gum <laughs>
0: right it's um in the um uh comic that you sent me uh one of several uh it's a it's it is a mix comic book and fan magazine of smallville and it includes in it an article about you know season two filming the episode or like the pilot or uh or no sorry it was the jonathan taylor thomas episode and talking about how pete has an increased involvement (laughs) Ooh, no pete got some lines (laughs) got (laughs) Except not really. Yeah, what Clint, was
1: his involvement in that episode that he helped follow? But no, it was less it was the... less
0: more in season two. Oh, he knows Clark's secret, so he'll be more involved in oh, yes. this season. Except the no, not really.
1: The writers attempt to get him something to do.
0: Right. Yeah. Um Okay. Uh Lex finds Clark packing. Clark is happy to see that Lex isn't dead. Lex offers to help him with the farm, but Clark says Jonathan probably wouldn't accept. And Lex explains he had a severe case of malaria, but was rescued. Yep, he explains what happened in the episode. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, it's a good, it's a good Clark Lex scene. I, uh, Clark comes out and goes, Lex, and Lex goes it's, it was almost worth being on an island to see your face right now.
1: Yeah, and then they hug. They embrace.
0: It's a good scene. Great.
1: I always like Clark and
0: Lex together. Uh, Me too. I hope (laughs) they end up friends forever. I'm sure that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Um Later, Chloe approaches Lana and asks why she's avoiding her, and Lana admits that she is still angry that Chloe knew where Clark was all summer and didn't tell anyone. Chloe is tired of fighting with her and explains the pressure Clark put on her to keep his secret. Uh, She liked being the person that Clark confided in, but she has to admit that the reason he is more comfortable talking to her than with Lana is because Clark is not in love with her. Don't make no sense to me, but okay. No. That
1: scene is the opposite of a Bechdel test scene. That is, uh... Yeah, yeah. It's just two girls talking specifically about a guy they both like.
0: Oh, do we need to keep track of opposite Bechdels? <laughs> <laughs> the opposite Bechdel.
1: Yeah, the, the, the reverse Mechdel. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of those scenes in this show. <laughs> uh,
0: that might be most of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, okay, at the mansion, Helen tells Lex that she is leaving for a while to give him space. Lex surprises her by asking if they can give their honeymoon a second chance. Maybe they're not writing Helen out. Huh? Huh?
1: If I, look, if I tried to kill my spouse by leaving them on a crashing plane with no parachute, and then they survived and came back and invited me to join them on a plane.
0: The answer's no. The answer was no. The <laughs> no. Answer, do you want to drive? Let's drive. Let's take a ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Though also I'm in smallville, not a good idea. You're a billionaire. You have a yacht. There's a bo- huge body of water right over there for some reason.
0: Also, no, don't do that either. Just don't do any of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's stay in town in separate bedrooms yeah.
0: for a while. Yeah, state Arizona says, how about we take the bus? A very yeah. public bus. <laughs> um, I like a, a drass here in chat. Uh, the Beck D's test. Beck D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel like we have to name it after Smallville somehow. I know. Um, we'll, well, we'll keep it on the... As We're more come up, we'll keep it on that. Yeah. I, I have a feeling we'll have opportunities to talk about it again. <laughs> um, okay. Clark finds Edge on the farm again, but this time he is holding Jonathan and Martha captive in the barn. Um, he threatens to kill Clark's parents unless he produces the package. Clark realizes he can't save both his parents, so he takes a meteor rock out from a lead box and uses it to slash his forearm and bleed into a mason jar. He collapses to the ground as he tells Edge that that's what he is looking for. Edge takes the jar of blood to Lionel, who tests it to make sure it is identical. Edge then reveals that it is not the original sample, and he got the new sample from a source. We covered a lot of ground there. (laughs) Really
1: questionable decision by Clark.
0: It's yeah.
1: Like, if you want to give your blood to this guy so that he, you know, gets what he wants, that's fine. But you don't show him your weakness. Like, he does it. And he grabs the meteor rock and cuts himself open in front of the bad guy, so that the bad guy's like, "Oh, this guy's allergic to that thing." Right. Right. Real bad decision. Real you bad. Could be like, hey, I have super speed. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> Like actually, probably la-
0: if you were really determined, probably wouldn't even have to say, I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Could probably do it and then just be like, Here. <laughs> Here I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um so and then he uh he brings it. So Edge Um Rutger Hauer, brings the sample, which is now just in a mason jar. Um to Lionel. Lionel tests it, uh, brings it to the limo. They're at like a shipyard um, and uh, Lionel then takes it and is like, oh, a curious container. <laughs> brings it back to the limo where Helen Bryce is. She tests it and confirms it's, the, it's identical. No, it's not Helen Bryce. Is it not? No. Oh, no. shit. I just misread that.
1: No, it's some. It's some. It's another white lady
0: who looks like Ellen Bright. It's another white brunette who looks like Ellen Bright.
1: But there is a great moment when Roger Hauer Morgan Edge tells Lionel that you know he he know he knows the source or whatever. There's a shot of Lionel doing an evil psychotic smile that's like amazing, and it's like. This close, yes. And you just see, it's fantastic. Just give me more. Give me a spinoff with with Morgan Edge, the biggest crime boss in the city, <laughs> and and Lionel Luther, evil billionaire who used to be lovers and are now just if, like
0: if you if you refuse to watch Smallville, watch this episode and just watch the John Glover fucking Rutger Hauer scenes. They're great. <laughs> Great. Um, And, uh, okay, so uh, Edge calls his thugs, who tape the meteor rock to Clark's chest and drag him into into the moving van just as Lana pulls up. So we cut to the meteor rock, the kryptonite has been duct taped to Clark's chest, and I'm just going to throw out there, how? What do you mean how? How they? How they? Hey, tape this to your chest. You know, at the end of the day, like No. I no, but wasn't he left incapacitated
1: after he oh, cut I the blood? Maybe
0: missed that. Oh, did that yeah, fuck him off? Okay. He
1: decided to do it in front of them.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I. I. But thought, the bigger.
1: I. The bigger I question that. in that scene is the the moving van is called Smallville Movers. Does Smallville seem like the kind of town that would have a moving company? Like, unless you're moving from one place, like, why would you need a moving van in Smallville?
0: I don't know. People move houses, probably. Moving. I'm gonna be real. I don't have a problem with the moving company. (laughs) Really, in Smallville? No, I I don't. Population five. What? What if you got to move? What if you got you move?
1: have a pickup truck? You just <laughs> you should make love. You have to go into metropolis and get a U-haul. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna reel I'm not with you on that one, but I think that one seems fine.
1: <laughs> There's one one moving van. the company is just one <laughs> van, and the guy loans it out to people. <laughs> I'm just saying Smallville doesn't seem like the kind of town where people are moving that often.
0: i I mean, it's I like guess long.
1: Long-term residence.
0: (laughs) I suppose that's possible. Uh, But what if you move within Smallville? Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent are moving most of this episode. Right,
1: which begs the question, where are they putting that shit? Because they're moving into the apartment above the Talon.
0: I see a great question. Uh, my guess would be storage, but do they not have storage in Smallville? Zach, you appear to be the expert on Smallville's local economy. No, they don't have
1: storage (laughs) in Smallville.
0: (laughs) Uh, Traz asks, do you think their backs are sore from carrying this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, so, uh, okay, one of the thugs drives away with Clark while the other takes Lana, because Lana conveniently showed up, um, into the barn. <laughs> Lana quickly sizes up the situation, smashes the thugs in step with her boot, and grabs a shovel. Some very uh, utilitarian writing here <laughs> from the wonderful Wiki. Getting a lot done like, with few words.
1: She trips the henchmen. And then in response, he turns to shoot her <laughs> with his gun.
0: With his gun. Yeah.
1: Um- He's not successful, but mm. like slight overreaction.
0: Uh, as the thug advances, Martha trips him, and he falls on his face. As he levels his weapon at Martha, Lana, Lana smashes him over the head with a shovel. He drops the gun. Lana goes for it. The thug regains his footing and lunges for the weapon. Instead of shooting him, Lana kicks him and knocks him back against a pitchfork, impaling him. Pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. First
1: death of the season. First death of the season.
0: And what you're going to have to explain.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, how does a pitchfork, is it just sitting there standing up of its
0: own? I guess. I mean, I, yeah. Here's, you could have knocked this guy out and like, then no questions asked. But like, police are going to have to come and like, so what's up with the, what? There's a guy, dead guy.
1: So why was he holding you hostage? Small farmers.
0: <laughs> and you're moving. Yeah. Why is so there a this movie? Is our
1: first, this is our first entrant into the uh, In Memoriam for next year's show. First one. We're going to have to have that image of the guy in the pitchfork.
0: There you go. Um. Okay. On board their private jet, Lex reveals he still thinks Helen tried to kill him. He has done some research and discovered that the area where he was found was unreachable with the amount of fuel they took off with. So he investigated every island in the area and discovered that Helen landed in St. Croix at 7.59 p.m. He guesses that Helen drugged him and paid the pilot to drop her off and crash the plane with Lex inside. Helen pulls a gun, and Lex tries to take it from her. In the struggle, they shoot the pilot. Well, she pulls this gun out, Brian. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the biggest handgun in the history mm-hmm. of television, mm-hmm. and she—this is the gun she chose, she chose to, to hide in her lady's handbag. Mm-hmm.
0: The richest woman in the world.
1: How does she get that past airport security? And like I mean it's a private jet. You can get anything on. Can you? Sure. Like this gun is as big as the handbag. Mm-hmm. Like she bet she <laughs>
0: There's no way people don't notice
1: the giant this gun is... in her.
0: I tiny I don't hand. i don't actually do you have to like go through like any sort of security for a private plane? obviously neither of us would know that but <laughs> i
1: have to imagine yes since you can use planes to take down other things right i don't know i
0: guess so I, I don't know um but uh yeah clearly clearly in that gun situation is uh hey yeah we need a gun for this scene yeah we got guns is this good yeah here jesus here. <laughs> 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 what that day, they found out, no, we need like a small gun. This is the smallest gun we got. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're like, we have this on loan from Dirty Harry 6. Wha- <laughs> Helen, why are you dragging your handbag behind you? Why does this, like, what do you have in there, rocks?
0: <laughs> in chat, State of Arizona says, uh, Google says yes. Uh, and even if it was, this was two years after 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh yeah, hey. Look,
1: maybe you can get a gun on a plane if you're a billionaire and it's a private plane, but Lex would no. Like you right. would have to be right, like, right, yeah, right. I'm taking I'm taking this huge gun <laughs> on the plane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so they shoot the pilot, which uh so we're going for two. I do we need to start keeping track of plane crashes? Is that gonna like chill out for a second? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're or two do we for two do, in season three. <laughs> do we just do vehicle crashes? Is that like a, a more broad we just incorporate it into car crashes?
0: Or I, I guess that was um I guess I guess tactically the plane crash was in season two or um mm-hmm. yeah. Um okay, uh the plane starts to go down and Lex rushes into the cockpit to take over the controls while Helen parachutes away. Well, we're done with that just... storyline.
1: <laughs> so many parachutes on these so planes. So
0: many parachutes. Um so Clark finds a piece a piece of glass in the moving van. He cuts the binding on his hands and removes the kryptonite from his chest just as he reaches the docks. Lionel approaches the truck with the driver just as Clark blasts a propane tank with his boner vision, blowing up the truck. <laughs> Car crash, car crash, baby, Lionel. Car the...
1: destruction. Uh,
0: where are we um, at for the season? Two, two for two. Okay, two
1: episodes, two crashes. As many plane crashes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, um, more kryptonite inconsistency with the uh, Clark's vulnerability. To yeah, kryptonite. right. This time it's taped onto his chest <laughs> and he's able to get it off
0: somehow. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh Lionel accuses uh do, 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 with his heat vision blowing the truck up. Lionel accuses Edge of setting up a trap to kill him, but Edge claims ignorance. Lionel's guards rush him to safety and open fire on Edge. Edge falls in the water as Clark climbs out. Uh that that's not
1: quite accurate of uh, the wiki, I don't think. Um, because Lionel accuses him of trying to kill him, and like his guards are rushing him out. And then Morgan Edge's henchman with the face tattoo just totally panics and starts shooting. Like, <laughs> like we could have just all left and like right. worked this out later, but he's like,
0: <laughs> "Cool, dude." Um... <laughs> So Draz in chat asks, what is a plane if not a car of the sky? To which the state of Arizona responds, Draz, you joke, but I want to point out that in German, plane is flugzug, fly thing, and a car is fjahrzug, drive thing. Ooh. Ooh. All um, right. Okay, Lex arrives home to find Lionel at the mansion, congratulating him on turning the tables on Helen. Lex admits to Lionel that all the tests he's put him through helped him survive on the island, and says he wants to take Lionel up on his offer to run Luther Corp together. Lionel accepts, and they embrace. Lex seems genuinely relieved, but Lionel seems worried about this new phase in their relationship. Um... I think we're, I'm going to, I'm going to get through the next scene before we talk about Lex here. Cause I think we're doing, I think we're setting up some good Lex stuff here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Kents are continuing to pack when Clark tells uh, them that he told the Metropolis police where the stolen money was uh, from the previous episode and that he has decided to stay in Smallville and face his problems. Lex arrives and gives Jonathan the deed to the farm. He, uh, so Lex has, has bought the farm for the Kents uh, and he put their name on the deed. Uh, he tells Jonathan that the compass he gave him allowed him to find the island that saved his life. Jonathan says he will pay him back, but Lex just hopes to be considered part of the family. So of course, we're we're kind of back to status quo here, but I think we're we're playing a little more into a uh, the fun dynamic of the Kent's influence on Ly- on Lex and Lionel's influence on Lex. Yes. And I think at the yeah. moment, Lex thinks he can do both.
1: Yes. You know, I absolutely. think I can take
0: the good stuff that my father will teach me and I can yes. keep the good. And you can't,
1: bud. You can't do it. No. He <laughs> learned an odd lesson during his time on the island. He learned, <laughs> his, like he came back like, oh, yes, my father was right. Right. If I wasn't so ruthless, I wouldn't have survived or something. I.
0: But I also think there is like a... For Lex, I think there is an element of still playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think he's fully like, oh, and my dad's right about everything now. It's like more just like knowing no, no, things no, no, to no. glean and like no, reasons no, 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 to no. stay in the game. Yes, um, yes and so absolutely. the the battle for Lex's soul continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll only get spicy. It's getting
1: real juicy this season. I'll yeah, tell you baby. right now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Lionel Lex Kent. keep watching.
0: Clark is hanging the Kent Farm sign when Lana rides up on horseback. She pleads with Clark to trust her. Clark says that the way he acted in Metropolis is a part of him, and Lana was clearly disgusted by it. He says that he never wants her to feel that way again, and he tried, but he can never be the right guy for her. He tells her that their relationship will never work and Lana turns and leaves, saying he never had to try.
1: She said, first of all, she says that he wasn't himself.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Which is the second time in the episode, fourth this season. Uh, also, there's an odd needle drop. It's like a big hit song, uh, but it didn't really fit the scene.
0: It's it, it was wasn't... also mostly the instrumental part. Not really. It was White Flag by Dido."
1: Yes, Dino. Uh, mm-hmm. And
0: it's, yeah, it was like, it was just the instrumental part to the point where I was like, what the fuck is this? What is, is this, fr- I, I thought it was maybe from a movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's enough. White Flag was the song that was sampled in Stan, Eminem Stan. Oh. No, is it? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. I remember, I, I don't think there were multiple Dido songs. There were, yeah, there were. Um, I don't think it's the same song. Uh, I'm looking it up on Google right now. Um, No, nope, I am wrong. Thank you. Was the stand song? I'm wrong. I thought I thought there was just one Dido song, but no, this was White Flag. <laughs>
1: Dido's about to hit, just like light you up for thinking That's, that he's it, going to find oh, you. This is how
0: I get canceled. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um but um that's that's the episode I I think it's a pretty down the middle one it's the uh yes the it, the Helen story it was we got a finish Helen story like we gotta get rid of it you know
1: but bottom line we didn't need two episodes for no. that that was one episode yeah maybe a a supersized episode like it was not a to be continued.
0: No, and I think they knew that too. I think this was just a, ah, fuck, we gotta fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This was a figuring it the fuck out. I, um, it's season three, I think is really, really good. I think, um, from what I remember. I I mean,
1: I, I, that's how I remember it. I remember being very good.
0: Um, and these two episodes have been okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. The first one wasn't very good, and this one was slightly better. Right. Um, Next week we get a freak of the week. We're back into the good stuff because yeah, so. we, yeah,
0: we have we're we're back at status quo. Clark wants the girl. Lex is torn between t- like Lex's soul is torn between two factions, uh, and yes. Clark ain't Superman yet. So and and Pete Perfect. will maybe be around at some at some point. He's not in this episode at all.
1: Who isn't Pete? Oh oh yeah, he's in the last episode <laughs> for like thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> um so we got a uh, we got some needle drops this episode maybe tomorrow by stereophonics in the sky by ginger and salute de by charles goodnard uh and white flag by dido um let's see um i'm trying to, i'm looking at uh nothing interesting about the title it, the, the title of this episode is phoenix <laughs> Clark blasts a propane tank with his heat vision, blowing the truck up and yet surviving. This is similar to how a phoenix burns itself on a funeral pyre and returns from the ashes. I'm gonna, bless I'm, gonna you. I'm gonna give that a hard baby, Smallville Wiki. <laughs> bless, bless
1: you, Wiki writer.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, really putting in the effort. Really just, just
0: 110%. You know, are you good and stretched? Are you good and stretched, Wiki? Um this is the uh, here's here's some fun facts. This is the first time Lana's maroon Jeep Liberty is seen. Lana's famous maroon Jeep Liberty, Zach. <laughs> We've been waiting. We've been waiting.
1: It's, I so how old is she? She has a Jeep Liberty. She's 16 turning 17 this year.
0: Yes. In the show. Yes.
1: But Clark has been driving a pickup truck for a while, so.
0: Yes. It's a farm see, It's a town. small town,
1: Brian. No one cares except for they also have a moving company. i don't I don't quite see the connection. <laughs> um, Brian, you better fucking get on board with this
0: moving company thing. <laughs> um, this one, this this uh, line in the wiki is really long. I don't know what it's about to say. I'm about to just cold read it. Uh, other than the line of dialogue in which Clark says he called the police to tell them there were st- where the stolen cash was, no other mention is made of how Clark and his parents reconcile the fact that Clark robbed banks and ATMs and stole thousands of dollars to pay for a penthouse apartment and luxury car. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, what do you? You can't reconcile that. No, going you got to sweep that one under the recon- rug, baby. <laughs> I don't think they mentioned how we reconcile the dead body out in the barn, though,
0: with the pitchfork <laughs> through it. Um, Chloe remarks that Clark ended two years of Lana lusting pretty easily, but in fact, Clark has, by his own admission, been lusting over Lana since primary school and continues to do so.
1: Uh, Two years of televised Lana lusting.
0: Right. Uh, This is the first official breakup. This is the first official breakup of Clark and Lana.
1: (laughs) Are they keeping track of it? I guess so. Okay, so we don't have to? I guess not. Uh, First official breakup.
0: Dr. Teng. Teng is the 10th DC Comics character to be adapted in the series, albeit with a gender uh, change. I don't know who Dr. Tang is.
1: I think that's the person in the car who tested the blood. Must be. Probably.
0: Must be. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Jonathan seems to have forgotten about green kryptonite when he thought about a possible way to get his son back. And if he had thought of it, eventually he would not have died. <laughs> Oh, a little bit of editorializing, a editorializing there. Editorializing there. I love it. That's it, so true. You see, Smallville oh Wiki. My God. You see, John Schneider still would have wanted to leave the show. <laughs> no, I think I, if I remember correctly, he didn't want to be killed off. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Very he wanted to stick around. Well, yeah. to, we'll we'll look into that when it when it comes time. When the and, time comes, I believe that's around season five. Interesting. I'm surprised they would have done that.
1: Um, that reminds me of a quick story. I know we're almost done. No, have you I'm ever good. seen the movie Executive Decision?
0: No, I. that's not
1: ringing any bells. It's a thriller from the mid-90s. Um, it was starring Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell. Oh, baby. And it was about a plane getting hijacked and, like, Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal take a team up there and they board the plane with a stealth bomber, right? They come up, a stealth bomber comes to the bottom of the plane and there's like a little tube and they like sneak on the bottom. It's kind of a diehard thing. Sure. Um, The movie was advertised as a Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal movie. But the big secret was that Steven Seagal's character dies um, before Uh... they even get on the plane. (laughs) He (laughs) dies. He dies in the mid. He's in the middle. He's in the little chute, the tube. And the, the stealth like has to leave and crashes and then he just like flies off. He dies, obviously. Um, but the day came to film that scene and Steven Seagal, who's never died in a movie, has a change of heart. And he's like, I don't want to die in the movie. And he tries to convince them to have it so that he just holds the planes together. He holds the stealth bomber and the 747 together. In the scene. This is this is as John Leguizamo, who's also in the movie, tells this story.
0: Steven Seagal, man. Steven Seagal, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I just Steven love Seagal.
1: The hubris <laughs> to be like, We've written this movie, we're we're filming the day of the filming. I, I can't. I don't want to die in the I movie. Don't, I, I don't want to
0: See it's, yeah. well, I mean what it, if I just held the planes together? This is a little known thing about Steven Seagal. If he dies in a movie, he dies in real life. So you know, it's <laughs> can you really blame him? Can you really blame him? Um, I think we are. Um, were we keeping track of like Lex's like kind of like historical illusions? Um, oh
1: no, we said that we should have though. We were we we called it the. Uh evil Wilson of the episode.
0: Right. Uh, so we have here, Lex mentions the Old Testament story of Abraham and Isaac, in which Abraham yes. was supposed to sacrifice his son as a test of faith. This is one of Lex's frequent biblical references.
1: Yes, it's a evil Wilson named after the character Wilson from Home Improvement. He used to teach Tim Taylor the lesson of the episode, but he would tell him some historical story or allegory. Um, right. And this, it's either Lex or Lionel, so it's evil. So it's the (laughs) evil Wilson of
0: the episode. Um, Zach, anything else we got to go over? Are you ready for the ending spiel?
1: No, I'm ready. Let's do this.
0: Beautiful. Uh this has been the Talon Mix. Hey, the audio version is available wherever your podcasts are and uh, you can join us live for when we record Sunday nights at twitch.tv/goblinvoice at around 11, around 11ish. Uh let's see. I have another podcast It's called Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. It's wherever your podcasts are. Uh you uh let's see. This week there or this last week we had a uh, Patrona Radjevic. We talked about um all the weird stuff in Florida. It's a really fun episode uh this coming week uh we have jenna steber you
1: you did not cover all the weird stuff in florida sorry
0: we covered roughly eight weird things in florida (laughs) 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 thank you thank you for thank you for keeping me honest (laughs) yeah uh this next week we've got Jenna Steber on uh we're gonna talk about the Burke and Hare murders which uh is a very famous story but if you haven't heard of it it's a uh darkly funny story uh and I think it's a really good episode uh that's Brian and Eric don't belong here wherever your podcasts are um I think that's it for us here hey Zach do, do you have a question for the Smallville gods um
1: Do I have a question for the Smallville Gods? Yes, of course I do. Well, obviously. <laughs> um, am I going to come up with a question beforehand next week so that I'll be ready? Yeah! Uh-
0: Good night, everybody. Good night.